0: Thank you for tuning in to RTM Nation Online, where we believe that you will receive the abundance of peace, prosperity, security, stability, health, healing, and truth. If you would like to learn more about the ministry, click the link below. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Now let's get into the message. So we're in our series called Victory Lap. Amen, amen, amen. And on Sunday, I talked to you why you should be excited and why you should be able to run Your victory lap because of everything that Jesus Christ has done. And so tonight I'm going to continue in the same vein. Uh, We're going to talk about identifying ourselves in Christ. Because when we identify ourselves in Christ, how Christ identifies us, then we can run this lap. We can run this victory lap because of all that he's done. And recognizing who we are so we're going to start in the book of 2nd Peter 2nd Peter chapter 1 and I'm going to read this out of the uh, passion translation 2nd Peter chapter 1 passion translation and this says this letter is from Simeon Peter a loving servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ I am writing to those who have been given a faith as equally precious as ours through the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. He's saying, in other words, we have equal standing and privileges and blessings of the kingdom of God, just like they did. That They didn't have anything special other than uh, Jesus Christ. And it says, also, it means to everyone who shares with us, is what he's saying, in the privilege of believing that God and our Savior Jesus Christ will do what he has said he's going to do, whatever is just and fair. It also means we believe the same precious mystery of Christ in me, the hope of glory, because that was the mystery that was held for so many years is Christ in us, the hope of glory, and you're going to find out why that's going to mean so much to you, because when you start thinking about it, and I start thinking about Christ in me, Christ is in me. Christ actually lives on the inside of me. Christ is not apart from me or separated from me, but Christ actually lives on the inside of me. Everywhere I go, you know how the disciples, everywhere they went, they really weren't concerned about many things because Jesus was there. Well, just think about it. Jesus lives on the inside of us. We don't have to go where he is. He's always with us everywhere we go. We have access to Jesus All the time, 24-7, seven days a week, we have access to Christ. And sometimes when we think about it, we think about Christ being in heaven someplace else. When in actuality, he's with you. When you go to bed, he's with you. When you go to eat, he's with you. He said, you can access me at any time because I live on the inside of you. He said, and that was the mystery that threw everybody off, that Christ was actually going to be in the Gentiles also. Oh, uh, you're going to get it at the end because every time I think about, okay, Christ is in me. I'm not trying to get to him. He's already in me. So everything in Christ is already in me. Y'all know that scripture. I have the mind of Christ. Why? Because he lives in me. He's, he's He's taking up residence on the inside of me, always present, always there. Amen? Amen. Let's look at James. Let's look at James chapter 1. And we're going to start at verse 22. James chapter 1, verse 22. And let's look at this. um, we'll, We'll start off in the King James. And it says... But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Now, let's look at this. Be ye doers of the word. Well, as I was studying and looking at be ye doers of the word for so many years, do the word, do the word, do the word. You know, we hear that all the time. Just do the word, just do the word. And, of course, we had law all mixed into it, you know. So just, just do what the word say. Just do in actuality this scripture means to look intently and listen to the word. Listen to the word. And because Paul couldn't be, not Paul, but Peter could not possibly, Peter, James, James could not possibly be talking about advocating the law because he know we no longer are under the law. So he couldn't be talking about do the word, law, do the word, do the word, do the word. So you have to look at this and say, well, what does this mean? And so here it means to intently listen. And again, he's not advocating the law because he's saying that we are liberated from the law when you go further on into this. So he's not talking about the law's demands, but it means to give the word your undivided attention and do not underestimate yourself. That's what it means by deceiving your own selves. He said, look intently in the word. Don't, when you start looking at it, don't underestimate yourself. See, because when you start looking in the word and seeing who God says you are, you may say, I'm not that or I don't have that, or I don't possess that, or I can't do that. He says, no, no, don't underestimate yourself when you start looking in this word. It says, for if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass, for he beholdeth himself and goeth his way, and straightway forget what manner of man he was." So again, he's saying that give the word your undivided attention. Do not underestimate yourself. You need to look at God's original intent. See yourself, the authenticity of who you are. When you start looking in the mirror, look at who God is saying you are. And don't disagree with what he's saying. He's because you're looking in it to see who you are. Amen. We're not looking in it to... Uh, keep rules and regulation but we're looking in and saying who am I but he says there's a person who's a spectator he'll look at it see who he is says that's too good to be true those are people who reject you know grace that's too good to be true that can't be right you know, I, 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 God is looking at everything I do. And when I do something wrong, then I feel bad. So God must not like it because I feel bad. He says, no, he says, look in the perfect law of liberty, look in, see who you are, see who God is saying that you are. He said, and then don't go away and say, that can't be right. I got to do something. I, it, 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 this, this is too good to be true. And by doing so, then what you do is you underestimate yourself. And therefore, you don't participate in everything that God has for you. Uh, And so God is saying to us that you need to look at this. Or James is saying, look and see who you are according to God's standard. There's another translation says you perceive this a passion. It says you perceive how God sees you in the mirror of the word. But then you go out and forget your divine origin. You go out and you forget who you are. You forget that Christ is in me. You forget that I've been forgiven of all my sins and therefore I can come boldly before the throne of grace. You forget that God says, I'm not holding anything against you and I'm here to help you. You forget that he says that I will give you wisdom if you ask me for it. You forget that he says that, you know, that all I'm asking you to do is just believe in what Jesus Christ did for you. He has freed you up and now you have access to God the Father. He said you forget those things because you keep weighing it based upon your behavior. You keep weighing it Based upon your rule keeping. And he says, that's not how God is seeing this. So stop seeing yourself that way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Then he talks about in verse 25, he says, but whosoever looketh into the perfect law of liberty. He's talking about when he talk about liberty here, he's talking about the person who's free from the law. He's talking about those people who have have accepted Jesus based upon their belief in who he is. And they no longer are under the law's demands. They're no longer trying to earn God's good graces. They're no longer that group of people who say, I don't I I, I have to pray and I have to do this and I have to do that. And let me tell you, God is just trying to get us free. That's why I keep talking about it. God is truly trying to get us to a place where we see ourselves the way God sees us and how God perceives us. Because we we we, we we've been perceiving ourselves in the wrong manner for so long that sometimes it's hard to shake those things. You know, new wine, old wine skins. Y'all know. <laughs> I don't know about you, but sometimes I find myself caught back up in and then you know, some things happen and you have to you have to start your uh, uh, your fight. You have to start your your fight to enter into God's rest because stuff is happening. And, and although you know, you've read it in the word, of who I am and Christ is always with me, Christ is always beside me, he said he'll give me all wisdom, you have to battle that old mindset that you grew up with. And so that's when he says you have to start fighting uh, to enter into his rest. You have to start getting you some scriptures out. You got to start praying. You got to start talking out loud to yourself, shutting that mind down and saying no, no. I looked in the word of God and this is who God says I am. God is going to help me. I know this seems like it's a crazy situation but God is going to help me. He's going to help me based upon what Jesus Christ has done, not what I have done or not done. He's still going to help me. God, I I don't know how you're going to help me, but you're going to help me. God, help me to get through these emotions. I mean, how many of y'all been there? Help me get through these emotions. And you know you're sitting there, you realize they are emotions, but you know what? When he said you had to fight to enter his rest, there are some days you have to fight harder than other days. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. But we have to keep, we have to be that person, not the spectator. Yeah glory to God, but we got to be the person participating. This is who God says I am. You know, you have to tell your mind, mind shut up. And you know something? Let me tell you something. TV and, and movies will not do it because you go in and out, in and out, and out. You don't even know what happened at the end of the movie because you fighting. you And don't feel bad about it because everybody has to fight to enter into his rest. The rest of who he says we are, the rest of the image that he says, that this is who you are in me and that I am with you. Again, you know, we go go through that that worry thing where we're trying to figure out how he going to work it out. Because sometimes it seems like, I can't. I can't imagine in my mind. And God said, you ain't supposed to be trying to imagine in your mind. <laughs> Glory to God. Verse 25, he says, But whosoever looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continue therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deeds. Now, another translation says, the other, talking about, talking about the other person who is participating, is mesmerized by what he sees. He's like, I'm looking in the word of God and God is saying this about me? He said he's mesmerized by what he sees. He sees himself free from obligation of the written code that restricted one to their own effort and willpower. They find new spontaneous, a, a new spontaneous lifestyle responding only to God's love for you. He says, the only thing we need to be doing is responding to God's yeah. love for us. Yeah. Yes, we should be, we should be captivated. I know I was. When I first started hearing about the righteousness of God, I mean I, I, I don't know about you, but I said quietly. When I first started hearing you're the righteousness of of Christ Jesus, and as far back as you can go is to fall back into salvation. I'm like, wait, whoa, hold the phone. What you mean? <laughs> that my righteousness had nothing to do with what I did, right. but it had to do all with what Jesus did. Yes. Amen. And then to start hearing concerning grace yeah. and, you know, trying to get my mind fixed on, okay, all right then, so... I don't have to keep up these rituals. You all understand when I say earning my blessings. I don't know about I don't know about you. That that kind of caught me. I was like, really? I'm looking at the word I don't know about you I'm looking at the word I'm listening to the person teach but then I got all these questions in my mind about well what about this scripture what about working out your own soul salvation what about the work that James is talking about right here it says be a doer of the word what you gonna do with the doer of the word when you start but if it (laughs) if it conflicts with grace then you are not looking at it right that's when you have to start looking at saying wait a minute and what, that's what I did. I was like, I do a work. The then I find out he's talking about those who pay close attention and see who God says they are. Amen. And then live that way and only motivated, at, uh, spontaneous. It's a spontaneous response because when you, when you find out and you keep learning how much God actually loves us, and the extent that he went to, I mean, truly thinking about it, sometimes we hear about the crucifixion and you know how you've heard it so many years that you don't really sit down and really meditate on what actually took place and why he did what he did. It was very intentional. So, of course, it was, it was. I don't know about you, it was kind of a, I was happy to hear it. How many of you were happy to, I was real... How many of you were happy to hear about, I was happy to hear about grace. Woo. Yes. Amen. I was a cheerleader, but some of the law was just kept, you know, it's like, cause you know, you, cause everybody was speculating. (laughs) We had to, you had to become a student and start learning what it, what it meant. I mean, for Paul to go to the extent that he did it had to be something to this. And he continuously kept saying over and over and over again that, and then too, to listen back and think about what Greg used to say, sin is not the issue. I couldn't really, I'm like, okay, but I couldn't really reconcile it, but sin is not the issue. How many of you heard him, sin is not the issue, but in your mind, you heard it and you thought, that's good, but, that back man's going. Yes, it is. You better get that stuff straight. You need to get where you are. Be where you need to be. Pray when you need to pray. Get up early in the morning, cause God ain't listening in the morning, in the afternoons, and in the evening. You better get up in the morning, don't it? it's all messed up for the day. <laughs> How many of you? I think all of us did. So then to 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 look at this, and he says, No, it's supposed to be a freedom and a liberty where you where you respond to me based on my love for you because that's how I'm responding to you It's based on my love for you. It only comes a challenge when you doubt how much I really love you. You don't know the degree yet. You don't know the degree, but if you keep looking at yourself, looking, he's talking about looking in this mirror and going back to the original design like what he had with Adam and Eve before their sin. See, they had no cares, they had no worries, they could just depend on God where they say he came and talked to him in the cool of the day. I mean, they were just having conversation. God is saying, that's where I want you to get back to. I want you to get back to understanding that I don't have anything against you. I'm not holding anything against you. Because as far as I can tell, you back like how Adam was. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And I said this, but we'll read it. Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1. And verse 25, we'll read this out of the easy reading version. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 25. Paul said, I became a servant of the church because God gave me a special work to do. This work helps you. My work is to tell the complete message of God. The message is the secret truth that was hidden since the beginning of time. It was hidden from everyone for ages, but now it has been made known to God's holy people. God decided to let his people know just how rich and glorious that truth is. That secret truth, which is for all people, is that Christ lives in you, his people. He is our hope for glory. Amen. He said, that was the whole secret. He said, I had to tell the whole message. And the whole message was not a whole bunch of stuff, but that Christ lives in you. Amen. And he's your hope of glory. Amen. That he is not somewhere off, but he actually lives on the inside of us. Amen. And then Paul says in Galatians chapter 2, 20, we can go there, still uh, same version, easy reading version. He says, so I am not the one living now. It is Christ living in me. I still live in my body. So he's not getting crazy. He said, I still live in my body, but I live by faith in the Son of God. And what he's saying, he said, I live by the faithfulness of the Son of God. I live by his faithfulness. It's not what I do, but I'm living by the fact that he is faithful. Right. Because if he was faithful enough to come and die and be raised from the dead, I mean, he'll be faithful to everything else he says because he ain't playing. You all understand what I'm saying? No, nobody, nobody is playing with being put to death like that. That, that. That's a little extreme if you thought that was funny. So he was saying that, you know, I, I'm responding to God's, to Jesus Christ's faithfulness. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Let's look at verse 12. And in the easy reading, it says, we receive the spirit that is from God, not the spirit of the world. We receive God's spirit so that we can know all that God has given us. So we'll know all that God has given us. He says, when we say this, we don't use words taught to to us by human wisdom. We use words taught to us by the spirit. We use the spirit's words to explain spiritual truths. People who do not have God's spirit do not accept the things that come come from his spirit. They think these things are foolish. They cannot understand them because they can only be understood with spirit's help. Only understood with the spirit's help. And I do want to read this to you out of the passion translation as well. And it says, "For we did not receive the spirit of this world system, but the spirit of God, so that we might come to understand and experience, listen to this, all that grace has lavished upon us." Hallelujah. He said, "All that grace" has lavished upon us. And you know, grace is a person. Grace is Jesus Christ. But it says, he's a, the, that's the only way we know. It's through the Spirit of God telling us all things. So when we, born again, have the Spirit of God living on the inside of us, we have the opportunity or we can understand spiritual things. It doesn't seem foolish to us that Jesus Christ died and rose again. It doesn't seem foolish to us that you lay hands on the sick and they recover. It doesn't seem these things. Other people outside think you're going to lay hands on somebody and what's going to happen? Uh-huh. Sure. You all understand what I'm saying? But we of a spiritual mind, that doesn't sound foreign to us at all. Now, I have to admit, the first time I saw it, I was fascinated, but I still believed it. You all understand what I'm saying? It was like, wow, what's going on over there? But I didn't want to turn, turn around and run out the church. Yeah. Are, you, are you all the same way? Because things are being spiritually discerned in us. Again, he says, I, I love it because he says, for we did not receive the spirit of this world system, but the spirit of God so that we might come to understand and experience all that grace has lavished up on us. And we articulate these scenes or these realities with the words imparted to us by the spirit and not with the words taught by human wisdom. We join together spirit revealed truths with spirit revealed words. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let's look at uh, 1 John. 1 John. Chapter four. And again, I believe my only assignment tonight was to come and have us to focus on what the Word says and who the Word says that we are, not focus on our human frailties because that's not how God sees us, not at all. And again, I I often laugh about it because uh, God honestly does not pay attention to our limitations when he's talking to us. Because he's talking to us based upon what he sees and what he perceives, not what we see or other people perceive. And I, I still love the example of Noah. He showed up. He started telling Noah, I want you to build me an ark. I mean, we read, we're like, oh, man, that's really great. But come on. He'd never seen an ark before. And then he started telling him all the wood and all the dimensions. And listen, people, he didn't, ha- he didn't have a construction company it's going to rain and as far as what is rain and then look at the look at the endurance what what was it 125 years he is building something called an ark because God says I'm going to flood the earth was God paying any attention to any of his human frailties not one He's talking to him like, I'm talking to you. <laughs> and so Noah had to, had to move by faith. And guess what? He didn't even have a Bible. But God is talking to him. You understand what I'm saying? So when we're, when we're looking at the word of God, we have to determine whether, whether it's a word from God Are the word of God you all understand there is a word from God that comes to us and then there is the word of God I did say that I did do that because if we be doing trying to make every word of God a word from God then some of us need to be missing some limbs and some eyes and some of us should be dead some of us are you all understanding what I'm saying Glory to God. But God approaches us. And uh, I think I reminded you on Sunday that if you go down uh, and look in the book of Hebrews chapter 11, where we have Abraham, Rahab, Sarah, all those people, guess what those people didn't have? They did not have a Bible. And guess what else they didn't have? They didn't have the law. They didn't have thou shalt not, thou shalt... But God was just speaking to them because of his it was it was the grace of God in operation at that time. I hope I'm helping you out. So we'll stop trying to come up to something that God's not trying to get us to come up to, but that we would just live based upon his love and that we will respond. That's why you don't get all messed up in people's behavior. I saw you doing that. So, you must not be, you must not really be saved. Let us follow you around. We don't probably don't even have to go a whole day. But if we consistently look into the Word of God and see who we are we will start to respond to God based upon who we are. We'll start to respond to God based upon his tremendous love for us. Because when you look at it, it's like, God, really, you see me like that? For real? Okay, all right, all right, all right, you know, and then, you know, we don't, (laughs) God can speak to us in our own language, you know, so we don't have to, it's okay to quote scripture, that is, that's good. But then, sometimes God may not speak to you, King James. What if he want to speak to you from the Passion Virgin, yeah. or what if he wants to speak to you from the New Living Translation, or what if God wants to speak to you from the Amplified, or what? Are you all getting what I'm saying? What if God wants to speak? T- what if we? What, what? What? What is wrong with you praying to God and He said, "Okay, I'm going to help you." Does it not now become a word from God because He said, "I'm going to help you"? Now, let me just find a scripture to go along with that. What? What? Because then it becomes more spiritual. And you know it was God talking to you. Oh, we need to be so free in Jesus. I'm telling you, we need to be free in Jesus. So we can can start having spontaneous actions. I spontaneously, I came to church not because somebody said, you are not to forsake the assembly of yourselves, but I looked in the word of God and his spirit. And I wanted to. Yes. No one, no one is promising me all this stuff for my giving. I am responding spontaneously to the one who loves me, who cares for me, who takes care of me, who's promised me that he is going to... to well, for me, he told me he was going to be my benefactor. And I was like, ooh, God, that's good. I didn't go try to find benefactor. I know what that word means. Oh, you understand? That was a word from God to me. Glory to God. Ooh, don't y'all want to be free? We need to be free in Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, 1 John chapter uh, 4, and we're going to look at verse 17. Uh, Where am I? Passion translation. We can read it out of there. He says, by living in God. Love has been brought to its full expression in us so that we may fearlessly face the day of judgment because all that Jesus now is, all that Jesus now is, so are we in this world. All that Jesus now is, we're not like Jesus was, but because of grace, we are like he is now, pure, holy, and seated in heaven. Right. Meaning that we have access. Yes. God sees us pure. He sees us holy. And he sees us seated in heaven. He sees us having access to everything the kingdom of God has for us. Right. When we had when we when we used faith and believed God for our salvation. Righteousness was transferred to us right then. So we all have right standing with God. God doesn't have anything against any of us. And God wants to help all of us, regardless of where we are. He—he, he, It's not even he wants to. The thing of it is, is he will. will. He will help us. He will defend us. He will take care of us. He will hide you from the plots of men. So just in case you think somebody's not, he said, I'll, I'll, I'll hide you from the plots of men. Oh, man, God is so, so God is so good. God is so good. I'm going to read a couple of things as I was uh, studying, not specifically today, that just, I just, I like to read the word of God. I like to read it in different translations because some of them just hit me, you know, just hit me like a brick. But in uh, 2 Samuel 22 and 10, this is what the um, easy reading version said. It says, he tore open the sky and came down and stood on a thick, dark cloud and rescued me. Listen, the fact that it says he tore open the sky, that's the part that jumped out at me. I'm like, God is serious about taking care of me. He (laughs) tore open the sky. I don't know, some of y'all okay with God came down, but I like... (laughs) I like God tore open the sky in verse 17 of that same chapter. It says the Lord reached down from above and grabbed me. Yes. Amen. And pull me from the deep water. I mean, I was drowning. Stuff was going on. But okay. God reached down and he grabbed me. You know, like when when if a child falls into a pool or something, you don't say, well, I just reached over and got no, no. What you do to your child? You grab your child. Glory to God. That reminded me, I think it was you, Rashida, was telling me about the mother who was at an elevator. I can't remember. Yes. Y'all, did anybody see that? The lady was at the elevator and her child was playing over against the rail and she was on the phone. She turned around and he was falling over. She, this woman, grabbed her child, pulled her child. I mean, he had gone over. She let go of that phone. She grabbed her child, saved her child from falling all those flights of steps down, uh, uh, floors down. So that's the way I look at it with God. When it looks like, somebody say look like. like. When it looks like you are making your last tumble. Only thing I can think about is God reached over and grabbed me, tore open the sky (laughs) and came down for me. See, See, that's why I like to read the word. I mean, yeah, I like King James. I like, but I just like to go through and be like, "Ooh, God, you're so dramatic. <laughs> God, you're so serious yes. about me. Yes. Because of how God sees us now, yes. He sees us as His children. Yeah. He sees us as His child. He sees us as His offspring, and He's gonna take care of His offspring. Yes. Glory to yes. God. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. So it's important." that we understand who we are and how God actually sees us. He don't see us like we see ourselves. He don't see us like other people see us. Glory to God. Hallelujah. God is such a good God. Amen, 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 amen. (laughs) Help us to see through the lens that God sees through. And like I said, there's some days you have to you have to fight that that mind because of things that that have gone on. But listen, it's worth the fight. It's 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 worth the fight. And, you know, sometimes the fighting you think, okay, I hit my last blow. That was it. But sometimes it come back around. But thanks be to God. He's going to tear open the sky. Amen. We're saying, reach and grab. God going to do the reach and grab. <laughs> and pull us out of the situations that we thought were going to take us down. Amen. We pray that today's message was a blessing to you. If you would like to help us further expand the vision, simply text the word GiveRTM to the number 41444 or visit us online at www.revealingtruth.org. Now remember, Jesus loves you.